York Rangers defeat the Minnesota Wild by a score of 4-3 in the shootout. A very eventful game, and a game in which the Rangers deserve the two points. This was a much better game than the last one against the Devils. And, you know, as much as the Rangers beat Minnesota early in the season at Minnesota, I felt the Rangers played better in this game. The Rangers scored, they might have scored like seven goals. It was six or seven. It was a lot. And But this was a well-played game. I thought Marc-Andre Fleury really outplayed Igor Shosturkin. No question about that. It was not a great night for Shosturkin, but the Rangers really stuck with it. They were down 2 nothing. They were down 3-2, and they won the game. So give them credit for that. They really played a very good second period and a pretty good first, too, considering they were down 2 nothing. And in the third, after Matt Zuccarello scores, and he has really been a Ranger killer ever since the Rangers traded him, and he scored in regulation and in the shootout. But and that Zuccarello goal, didn't love the way the Rangers played, but that tying goal that they had was a lot of hard work, and it's everything that you'd want to see. It, it was one of those greasy goals that, that you want. The Rangers, you know, don't really play that way, but they fought hard. Now, unfortunately, this game, a couple of injuries. In chron- I'll, I'll name them in chronological order, not necessarily most importance, but Julian Gauthier leaves the game. He got hit in the first period by Ryan Reeves, and, you know, it was interesting that in some ways Julian Gauthier kind of took Ryan Reeves' spot. It's not that simple, but it was a... Gauthier basically got sandwiched between Reeves and another Minnesota Wild player. And I'm guessing that it might be a concussion. That would kind of make sense. And honestly, when the hit happened, I was thinking, like, damn, that, that's a pretty big hit. So Gauthier, like, who knows what that could be. And, you know, I've been, I was wrong recently where Heedle got hurt against the Blackhawks. And I thought for sure that would be a concussion situation. But, I'm going to guess that Gauthier might be out for a little bit here. But then, more importantly, Chris Kreider gets hurt in the third. And that didn't really look good, where Kreider gets hit by Marcus Foligno. And to me, I don't know, maybe like a shoulder dislocation. It just it didn't look good. He was kind of favoring his arm, didn't move it a whole lot. Like, it just didn't, didn't look great. And so the Rangers have really been very healthy. And Chris Kreider has been very healthy over, you know, in recent years. He obviously had that health scare, I guess now, what is it, maybe four, about four years back, four or five years back. And, you know, his, really, his health has been, you know, pretty good. It really, he hasn't missed much time at all. And now what that does, if he is out, and that is a big loss. It really is. I mean, that, that line, that Kreider's advantage at Kako line has really been very, very good. What it does is it gives a chance potentially to Alexi Lafreniere, who needs to do more. He does. Like, I just, I, I don't, it's been a disappointing season for him. This could be an opportunity. Now, look, I guess I wouldn't be stunned if someone like Goodrow or someone like VZ gets more time now, right? That's on the table. But you think that Lafreniere might get a chance in the top six. And as well, someone like Kako, maybe Heedle, depending on the configuration. But I would think Kako might get a, uh, more of a chance on the power play on the first unit. So this could open up some interesting possibilities, but still, what this also means now roster-wise is that Sammy Blay, who was a healthy scratch tonight, Brodzinski back in, Blay out, both of them will be in. And then potentially, you would have to call up someone like a Ryan Carpenter, Gustav Radal, 
maybe Will Cooley. I, I don't think that that would be the case. To me, like Carpenter, even though Rydell got called up last time, it would be one of the two. Carpenter's actually been very good in the AHL. Not that I think that means a whole lot, but give him credit. Someone who's been in the NHL regularly recent years didn't sulk or anything. He's actually put up really impressive numbers in the AHL. So they might reward him and bring him back up. But definitely feel like if certainly if Crowder and Gochi are out, that would be your likely possibility. Unless somehow they did something crazy and went with 11 forwards and had Libor Hayek dress. I don't think they would, but I, that might have to be weirdly on the table. I, I don't think that's happening, but I think we should at least give it a thought. But I, I, as long as the cap allows it, they probably should call up a forward. But in this game, the two stars of this game, no doubt about it. And for me, one of them has been the best player all season. And then one of them, ever since his struggles, has been just great. Adam Fox and Keandre Miller, two young defensemen who were just sensational tonight. I mean, Adam Fox potentially not being an all-star is a crime. You know, Shesterkin got the nod. And in some ways, it, it felt good because he deserved it last year, didn't get it. But Adam Fox, like, when... The initial rosters came out and they said, all right, one player from each team. In my mind, Adam Fox came, came to my head. And tonight, Adam Fox, there were flashes of Brian Leach. And, and that, for me, is the ultimate praise. Brian Leach is my all-time favorite player. And they're, they're different. Their styles are a little different. But tonight, like, he looked unbelievable. I mean, really, he was dominating out there. It was extremely impressive. I mean, he's always good, but tonight it was just different. So Fox is great. And then Kendrick Miller, the goal that he had was just brilliant. Like an amazing, amazing goal where he looks like a forward. Like uh, Kendrick Miller only scores like amazing goals, it seems like, where he just uses his size and strength and skill. And it's funny, like, sometimes when they have Miller and Fox out at the same time in, in the offensive zone, it's amazing what they can do. But it, it's better for them to split them up. It really is. Because then you have Fox and Miller on for about, what, three quarters of the game, essentially? More than two-thirds. They're basically asked for three quarters of the game. So, you know, that is all good. And... You know, defensively, staying on the defense, Schneider, he should be getting more time than Drew, but it's just not quite happening. But one thing that was somewhat semi-encouraging, but it makes it kind of dumb. And what I mean by this is in overtime, it was Fox, then Miller, then Schneider, not Truba. So why in the hell does Jacob Truba, why is he on that second power play unit? Why would it not be Miller or Schneider, right? Either one. If you're so dead sudden at being a right-handed shot, okay, then Braden Schneider. Why not? To me, he would be better than Shruba. But, again, the second unit doesn't get that much time, but they probably should because the first unit has really struggled. It really, really has. And, again, tonight that happens. So, and I know that there's some chances along the way, but it needs to be better. But tonight's game was really, honestly, very entertaining. And, you know, 43 shots to 32. Granted, the game did go to overtime, but still pretty high shot totals. And Minnesota's a really good team. They've been playing very well lately. I thought Marc-Andre Fleury was very good. Like I said, really outplayed Jesterkin. I thought Jesterkin was pretty bad tonight, honestly. Uh, he gets a win, and, you know, sure, they're, 
the shootout, he kind of comes through, I guess. But Igor not at his best, and the Rangers still win. But let's jump into it. First period, Rangers get a couple of power plays to start. Philip Heedle is need by Matt Boldy at 130. No goal on the power play. And that one wasn't very good. Then Kako was slashed by Zuccarello at 338. And that one did have chances. And Fox hit the post. But still, nothing to show for it. And then Philip Heedle hooks Zuccarello. So a lot of the same players involved in these penalties for and against. But the Rangers' penalty kill, that's the one. That was the one. Power play for Minnesota, and the Rangers kill it off. And then at 12.36, with a combination of the fourth line, and at that point, Gauthier was still healthy. So that fourth line plus the third pair, and that third pair hasn't quite been as good lately, right? right? Like Ben Harper, starting to struggle a little bit. Again, I, I, I sound like a broken record. I, I'd like to think that in the long run, neither Harper or Hayek will be the sixth defenseman, but you have to wonder, maybe at some point Hayek, might draw back into the lineup. It's not as if Harper has been impenetrable. He, he has not been as good lately. And it's a goal by John Merrill. So uh, the, the former devil defenseman, John Merrill, scores the second of the season from Eric Sinek and Felino, And Minnesota takes a one nothing lead right there. And then they score again. And it's a goal by Kirill Kaprizov, 24th of the season from Steele and Ryan Reeves. So Ryan Reeves actually didn't look half bad tonight. Ryan Reeves, I mean, he was on, no, no, sorry, right, plus one. He didn't play much, but Ryan Reeves actually was fairly noticeable. And he did get an assist on that goal. I mean, he had, he, he had nothing to do with it. It was all Kaprizov. Pretty nice shot by Kaprizov. And, you know, Truba kind of gave him some space. I wish he had closed him off a little bit more. He didn't. And Minnesota's up 2-0 after one. Not really deserved. I mean, the Rangers had a lot of chances but they, the second period, they just were really, really impressive. And it was Keandre Miller. Nice little poke check by Jimmy Vesey, who it's really been a renaissance. Just the type of player he was in the first to now. Totally different type of player. And But Keandre Miller does all, most of the work here. He ends up getting a breakaway and just scoring past uh, Marc-Andre Fleury. I'm sure it meant a lot to Keandre Miller, uh, who's from Minnesota. And so for Miller, his fourth goal of the season... Cuts the lead two to one, the deficit to two to one, I should say, and then you get a four on four situation, and it's a matching minors. Minnesota uh, trip the Minnesota player trips Lafreniere, and Lafreniere embellishes it. You know what? He kind of did. I know when I was watching live, I'm thinking, "Oh, this is a trip." Now Lafreniere kind of just went, he went down pretty easily. So again, the Lafreniere it's been a rough go for Lafreniere lately, like. He needs to, I think once he does get a goal or something, watch out for what might happen at that. But God, it, it's been, it's been bad lately. It really has been. And, but that four and four does help as on it, Adam Fox on a two on one decides to shoot. See what he, I mean, see what happens when you shoot the puck. Fox scores his eighth unassisted, ties the game up at two. We go to the third and a really bad goal by Shostakovich against no other than Matt Zuccarello. Zuccarello scores his 17th goal of the season from Steele and Brodeen. And so it's 3-2 wild. That was a bit deflating. That was. I mean, to, the, to that point in the period, not a whole lot was going on. But from there, Minnesota really took over. But the Rangers, you know, stayed in it. And, you know, at any point, look, one more goal and they would have been in trouble. But the Rangers eventually tied up in a really hardworking shift. Once Crowder gets hurt, and at this point he did, Lafreniere moves up to, to play with Zabanajad and Kako. 
And the third line seemed to primarily be Goodrow, uh, Goodrow, Heedle, and VZ. And it ends up being a goal by Heedle. What a play by Adam Fox, though, to kind of move in, make a move on on Flurry. And look, VZ was kind of in the mix there in front. And it ends up being a Heedle goal. It, it was Heedle gets a stick on it. And it was, a, you know, Philip Heedle, 12 goals. Again, that, that is impressive considering he's been hurt, considering he's not on the power play. Heedle continues to ascend. And there's there's inconsistencies with him, but like it's been a pretty good season for Philip Heedle. 12th goal of the year from Fox and Miller. And the Rangers tied up at three. So, and then from there, it was a little bit better. They, they kind of settled back in and, you know, had some chances. We go to overtime. And in overtime, there was a too many men in the ice penalty on Minnesota at 235. Uh, served by Zuccarello. Really a bad call, honestly. That should not have been called in that situation. That was really, if I'm Minnesota, I'm pretty pissed off about that. Rangers don't take advantage of it. So kind of no harm, no foul. And, you know, again, another situation where that Ranger probably doesn't get it done. So 0 for 3 tonight, we go to the shootout. And the Rangers decide to go first, which uh, in the Gerard Gallant era, usually he decides to go second, which I kind of prefer. I like having last licks, but he goes first and it does prove to work. Kako scores. And that's definitely the three. It's, you know, in terms of the shootout, it's Panarin, Zibanejad, and Kako. Those are the main three at this point. Kako really... It wasn't one of his better moves. He kind of lost control of it. It's funny. Kako got robbed earlier. But here in a situation where he didn't deserve it, he gets the goal. So law of averages, I guess. Kako scores. And then Zuccarello, who we know is great in the shootout, scores pass. Shastur going to tie it up. Then Zibanejad is stopped. And Mika Zibanejad, whether it be breakaways or shootouts, he's struggled lately. And that's a big part of his game. Zibanejad in his career, whether it be shootout, breakaways, is great in that department. Hasn't been so much lately. But... Shesterkin makes the save on Kaprizov. So we go into the third round. And for me, with Panarin, who's so good in the shootout. And look, I don't love Panarin's game. I, I don't. But given this, he is a magician in the shootout. Like Zuccarello, but honestly, maybe better, which is a lot to say. But Panarin scores, and that's big. Panarin doesn't score there. You're, I think you're in trouble. With that being said, Panarin scores. And that also assumes that Igor can make the stop, and he does, on Freddie Goudreau, and the Rangers win the game. So they win the shootout. It's nice that they're able to get these two points, two that they deserve. Like, sometimes it works that way. Like, the Devil game, it was unfortunate because you had the two points right there for you, and you lost it, but they didn't deserve to win that game. They didn't play well. This game, they did. And so it's nice that they're awarded with the two points. They get it in the shootout. Again, Adam Fox and Keandre Miller, really, really good. The bad news is, Chris Crowder and Julian Gauthier leave the game with injuries. So we'll find out the, the fallout there. I'm not super optimistic on either one, but hopefully it's nothing that's too, too long-term. I think, I mean, Gauthier's I don't think will be crazy long. Crowder's, you know, that was, a we'll see. And he's a tough guy to leave in a tie game in the third like that. It had to be something. So again, Rangers now, they will face the Dallas Stars who are coming off a shootout win as well against the Islanders. So interestingly enough, Dallas and Minnesota switch. So on Thursday, now it'll be Islanders-Minnesota, two teams that lost the shootout tonight. And then at the Garden will be Stars-Rangers, both teams coming off shootout wins. I would suspect that it'll be Shesterkin. That would be my guess, considering you have a back-to-back -back, uh, against Montreal and Columbus coming up on Sunday and Monday. 
I'm gonna guess that it's Igor in this one, but we'll see. Again, Rangers win in the shootout against the Minnesota Wild by a score of four to three.